Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name is Heather, and I'm here with... Jeremy! And Will! Hey guys, how are you all? Great. Just the best. Just the best. Yes. Me too. Wow. Yeah. It's a great day. It's rainy today. I Listen, I'm. it's very relaxing. At the time of recording. So like when when it rains like this, I just want to talk like this all the time. Like I'm on uh, public radio. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's just so relaxed. You gonna keep your hood on the whole time we record this? I am. I'm like, yeah. I'm. I'm just very. I'm like, I'm cozy. Bundled right now. Yeah. Bundled. My. I'm emotionally bundled, just like this. Oh that's, wow. That's concerning. That's interesting. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. He's emotionally bundled. I am. What yeah. that means? Uh, neither do I. I'm I just don't think he does speaking either. from my heart. No, I'm just like. I just want to like curl up right now on a heating pad and like read. That's what I want to do. Hmm. What would you read? Oh man, probably something about a serial killer right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite? What My favorite serial killer? Relax. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, there's some really good ones out there. Um, like not now. They they used to be really good ones. You know, there like, are no really good <laughs> I'm saying, serial killers. I'm not killers. saying that they're good as in like no, that's literally people. What you said. I'm saying like some interesting there stories. There are some really good ones. Good out there. stories is what I meant. Good I would stories. I would make the case. There has never been a good serial killer. No, I would agree with you, but they have, they have interesting stories. I know he's just being you. difficult. He knows Danny exactly Darko what I mean. Would disagree with you over there. Look at him with his hood all up. And no, listen. He it is. They their their stories are absolutely fascinating. Like it how really does, is. it is? I, I really enjoyed the documentary of Ted Bundy on Netflix a while back. I've never yeah. liked the serial killer genre. I've always thought it was weird that we fascinate ourselves with why people love it. Why people? Love no, it? white people. White people. White people. Oh, love it. White people. This is a, this is a funny joke that I've heard a lot. That like a lot of memes. Like, why do white people love serial killer? Yeah, white people God. relax by listening to stories <laughs> of like, murder. Like serial killer documentaries. And it, it's pretty funny. It's kind of true though. It is kind of true. But like, it's it not funny. But it is. It's, it's disturbing to me. I, my wife is one of them. My wife is. Oh, is I listen the, to serial circular podcast, unsolved murder podcast. I mean, I have a. I don't know if you know this. Did you like, like to a, watch unsolved mysteries? Oh, I love, unsolved but that's mysteries. like real life stuff. It stresses me out. Like Law and Order is too stressful for me. Oh. I'm like, uh, see, my especially wife likes SVU where it's especially Whoa. heinous. Stupid. Yeah, I don't want anything. I like to do the Blacklist. With it. The Blacklist. That's that's a bad show too. But I don't know if you know this. Bad I am show, make, like not a good show, or I know it's not a good show. It's. Yeah, I, he's a whole other. Are you serious? This, this, is simil- time. this is similar to his fancy. Thing. No, it's like not. I've talked oh, to him yeah. about blacklist before. It's not. He could go forever about. I can. What? Well, no, raging it's, against blacklist. No, 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 no. It's it's the same. It, it's the first season of blacklist to, is incredible. I'm just saying. Listen, it's incredible. We don't have time for this. I know. Okay. I just let me say. I don't know if you know this. Going back to what I was about to say, I am making a unsolved murder board game that's coming out soon. Really? I am. Where you get to be the detective. You and your friends can spend hours trying to solve real life they unsolved have something murders. something like that. No, th- but this is better because it's not it's like $30 a, a month. Box. Yeah, no, no. It's $30, no, that, it's $30 that date a night, month. That date night box is horrible. It is, and it's a lot of money. Yeah. So how much are you going to charge for yours? Uh, wine less. is way less. Yeah. Are you going to include a bottle of wine? Uh, it includes three cases, which is way better three than Three cases other one. of what? Three cases like murder. Three cases. cases of wine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the game for drunkards. Gosh. No, no, mine's way better. Huh? Huh? You've played before. Yeah, it's actually great. If you'll let me customize it, I'll buy one. Dude, the the beauty of the game is you do customize it. Yeah, you. That is. You, I can uh, pick my drink. You investigate as you go in your own style. It's never style. played the same way. Yeah. Oh wow. It's actually a blast. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah, you can get it for forty nine ninety nine. 
I thought you said it's cheaper than the $30 box. That's $30 a month. Yeah. But it, it goes for six months. You can't just get a one-time It's for six months, one case for six months, and it's $30 a month. It's a ripoff, man. Yeah. Wow. It's what it's inspired, unsolved. Oh, wow. Are you, are you, are you your a, agent? I'm getting a call. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't me. Yeah. All right. Anyways, we we got stuff to talk about, okay, right? Okay. Well, interesting. It's actually Heather's husband. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. was. We're we're besties. <laughs> he doesn't like me very much. No, he doesn't. He we doesn't talk like about me either. Sometimes. I don't think. I don't like. I try to talk to him. He's just like no. Y'all are both socially awkward. You it's true. Both we kind of like awkward. stand there, like, yeah. what are we gonna say? Who's gonna talk first? And then we just like <laughs> go into it's like ways. a standoff. It's like a socializing. We want to be nice. Off. It's like. Uh, and then it ends with like panic, and you just go yeah, your opposite ways every time. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, moving right along. Yeah. So, oh my god, <laughs> I just went everywhere. Yeah, that you like, open that like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> was shaking up on the walls <laughs> or something. Golly. Oh, that's true. Oh. This, it's literally it, on my I face. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it went in your ear. That's, I mean, like. <laughs> it did. Uh, oh, man. Uh, shoo. Enjoy that. Okay, so. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> mm. this, this podcast has started off just very oddly. Are we recording already? Uh, oh, Probably maybe. not. Oh. Probably didn't hit the record button. Baker's okay. like, he lets us go for a couple minutes before he presses record. Yeah, he usually does. Yeah. I don't blame him. Do, can you, I mean, yeah. we usually say things that we shouldn't. Oh, um, or I do anyway. Uh, so yesterday you both preached um, Mark chapter 7, the end of it to wrap it up. Jesus heals <sighs> a deaf man. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Yep. Yes, he did. Uh, thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. That's a podcast. Thanks for listening. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, really, you know, I say it every week, I think. I'm loving the details of everything. Um, I love the expository preaching that you guys continue to do and that our church um, believes in. And um, so, this brought out a lot of details um, that were probably overlooked before. One of the main ones um, that was um, brought out was, um, you know, that, um, and Will, I, I didn't do the best job taking notes because, you know, we were trying to draw again yesterday. So. I can be a little distracting um, when I preach, too. No, I, I took some notes on my phone, and then I took some notes in my book. And, you I see know. you drawing a Pac-Man ghost. It's a giraffe. No, that was not a giraffe. That's a oh, bird. Oh, that's a bird. That's a bird. Oh, I thought it was um, one of the ghosts from Pac-Man. No, that was from last week, too. Oh. Um, but... Okay. Uh, so yeah, I took so many notes last week that I didn't have space for this oh, this you. you know yeah. place, so I went to the back. But that anyway, um, so two of the things I really wanted to talk about today, I wanted to touch a little bit on empathy. Um, actually, there's three things I lied. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about empathy. I want to talk about how Jesus. Um, um, and I think you said this. Well, Jeremy, I tried to listen to you coming up 64. Like, I was so tensed up because yeah. of the rain, and I hydroplaned a few oh, times. Like, if I went over 60, I hydroplaned. So, yeah. like, I was so tense when I was listening that anytime you, like, raised your voice, I, like, yeah. <laughs> it, like, <laughs> triggered me because <laughs> you were, I thought you were yelling at me. So, um, I didn't get a lot of your notes today, but, um, <clears throat> but you'd said this, Will, um, 
that, you know, in ministry, just like Jesus did, um, this Jesus was trying to heal a deaf man or he did heal a deaf man and he got on his level. Um, and mm-hmm. oftentimes when it, we talk about ministry and doing, you know, serving and doing things and trying to reach people for the gospel, oftentimes we don't try to get on people's level um, just because it's out of our comfort zone and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about that today and talk about um, as Christians, um, what we can do to be more empathetic. I think especially right now now with our culture it's very hard Mm -hmm. um to be empathetic um so let's start with that let's talk about that and then i want to talk a little bit about like ministry um it actually tied in beautifully to uh the women's bible study last night when um we were talking about paul and how he wanted to get the gospel um to people even who didn't see him so um i want to talk about that too so uh, let's talk about empathy what do you think (laughs) what do you think about empathy i don't know that that's a no, so I think there's a very important distinction between sympathy and empathy. I'm, I'm sure you talked about this yesterday. Yeah, where sympathy is, it's under trying, it's it's understanding or trying to understand, right? Where empathy is is kind of breaking with somebody, and I think oftentimes um, sympathy is what we give. Um, and so there's a man, there's a great like little YouTube video. If you uh, I can't remember if you type in uh, Brown sympathy versus empathy. Empathy will come up, but it was it's a uh, sympathy is like when we say like um, like certain, a lot of Christian platitudes. I think like uh, oh well, you know God's got a plan, um, and I think that sometimes we do that when we at least when we're trying to understand, um, or we'll say uh, well at least this didn't happen. It's acknowledging what they're saying and and understanding what they're saying. Whereas I think empathy um, is it's I, I love what Jesus shows. I think this. This uh, what what I think is to be this this heartbreaking moment with him, um, with that sigh, right? So I think it's your heart breaking with them, being uh, weeping with them, versus trying to um, uh, intellectually understand and um, yeah, and, and, and trying to give some sort of verbal uh, comfort. Whereas empathy doesn't require that. Yeah, well, sympathy is doing something. Empathy is feeling something. Yeah. And and you can't feel something along with someone if if you if you don't have the heart to do it. And so so empathy is kind of birthed out of Jesus was particularly good at because he has a heart for his whole creation. So Jesus, you know, in his in his ministry, we're able to see him just roll up on people he doesn't know, or you know, of course he he does know them, but um, that he hasn't physically met, right. and he's able to be incredibly empathetic with them uh, because he is God, um, because it's his creation. Whereas uh, I think I think empathy comes for us um, the more we're invested in people's lives. So when when something tragic may happen to someone that we nominally know or that we don't know, um, it's not going. We're not going to be empathetic toward it as much as if it's somebody that we have history with and have right. have invested time into. And so yeah. um, empathy is just kind of birthed out of an investment um over a long haul rather than just in a moment of doing something yeah I, yeah I, I think i agree with it maybe slightly disagree i think I, where i disagree is the like so like when we went and i know you've probably experienced something like this but like when we went to uh we were in taiwan we went to this um to this orphanage for kids that had aids and they had all this stuff but they didn't have anyone to play with them and i didn't know these kids mm-hmm. but like it was devastating it was so devastating to see how um, they were just starving for affection. Yeah. Now I, I didn't know them, but like my heart broke with them. Um, and you know, 
you know, and so, and I, and I couldn't even understand necessarily even close to what they what they experience. Um, but my still heart, my heart was broken for them. And and, and I think I know you had put the notes, and, I, and you know, I stole it from you, and I really liked it. The the idea that it comes from purity, right? Empathy. It's not something mm-hmm. that you could teach. It's something that comes out of purity. And I think that's what I that's what I like about it is. Uh, it, it, I mean, I think I think of you know we look at like Jesus, like the most pure, who who he knows is creation, um, and it's weird that this holy righteous God can be empathetic. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't know what it's like to sin, right? You know, but yet like he's he can his heart can break for not only so uh, Matthew Henry. This is something that Tim um, Spears pointed out to me that in his commentary. That his sigh, it very well may have been this empathetic, oh, my heart's breaking because of what you've had to go through. But also his heart breaking about, what are you going to, like, I'm going to unbound your tongue and what are you going to do with it? Right. You know, and it was like, it's like, oh, like, even this empathy for what he's, even his future sin, he hasn't even committed yet. Right. And I just think, man, how beautiful that is. This, This God who's never sinned, that that's so distant from him, yet can empathize with the brokenness of people who've experienced sin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I find, I think, I think empathy is one of those things that is so important to, to discipleship and to evangelism. And it's, it's gone missing. Cause it's, you said it, per, it's, it is, you can't train it. I mean, it's, it is, it's difficult to like teach someone that. Yeah. yeah. Judah is my empathetic kid. Yeah. He cries at everything. Like he cries along with people, mm. like fictional people, cartoon yeah. characters and whatnot. He's just like so sad when something bad. Like it's like the you know like the cheesy Full House moments at the end of sitcoms. <laughs> like when that happens, like like everyone in our home is just like you know not really paying attention, and we look over and Judah's just like weeping over yeah. stuff. And yeah, he's like, it's so sad. I, I, I'm Julie's that way. I mentioned yesterday with Johnson Johnson commercials. <laughs> you did. Yeah, John, those. And, yeah, those just hit the right ones to that, the heart. The ones that got me. You know the uh, I mentioned yesterday, but the maybe the Father's Day video. Where like the, the daughter's like, uh, he, the dad's always like, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And then the daughter turns to the empty chair, and and it's right before a job interview. You don't remember? We've played it here at the church two years. Oh, I think oh, man. I, no, I think I do. I think I remember. Like I don't know what that one gets <laughs> he me. He doesn't. That really no, he doesn't. He's just being nice. He's just saying. That. <laughs> I'm trying to be sympathetic, <laughs> but like, yeah. I, but but I think honestly, I think a lot of, we are trained to, and I and I've talked to a lot of people, people about this where. We're trained to show, um, to not empathize because it's, it is not, and I say this, this is obviously not true. Not, it's not the Christian thing to do to feel pain and to mourn and to, to have grief. You have to be joyful. You have, yeah. you have the joy of the Lord to have a smile on your face. Turn right. that frown upside down, right? It's that, it's that type of like, aren't you happy? Don't you have joy? And so it's like, let me put a Band-Aid on it. Let's move on. Yeah. And that's what a lot of times I think sympathy does. Yeah. That's really good. Um, so let's, let's yeah, talk Will. about. Sometimes I just need someone. I mean, not me, but hypothetically, some people just need lunch. someone to like bring lunch, <laughs> empathize that I might have an empty stomach. Just giving you salad. I mean, that's like every week. He just. Like, it, I just think it's not pure when you just want stuff. Like you're in relationships <laughs> just for stuff. Like I want to be your friend just so you can bring me lunch. Is that or the only reason I want to be your friend? I'm thirsty too. I feel like it is. <laughs> Thirsty yeah. too, he says. Yeah, that's why you get no empathy. That's why him. he brought three drinks <laughs> and you have zero today. Yeah, Steve Austin over here <laughs> cracking them open. So With let's your talk Shasta a- twist or whatever that gross Shasta stuff is. Twist. Good clear golly. American lime. That's clear American lime. Oh geez, please don't read it again. You read it every week. 
Stop staring at these can like that. So I was looking <laughs> at the nutrition facts. Nothing so in that but trash. It's amazing. No, it's all health. It's all health. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> the ingredients just say healthy. No, that's not even soda. It's just carbonated water. That's all it is. I feel, I feel like I lost weight just by holding the can. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's keto water. Well, I mean, you'll probably lose more since it's in your ear, too. So Keto yeah, water. Jeez. Right. It's not keto water. So let's talk about empathy. Um, so, you know, we live in a world right now where, um, you know, I want to say things are totally different than when Jesus was around, but they're not. They're just, they've just evolved and different circumstances have, you know, risen. Um, you know, I think a lot of times Christians... Um, are judged by people who are not believers because they cannot show empathy to people sometimes who are not believers because of the circumstances they are in. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking mostly like people who struggle with addiction, Mm -hmm. um, other circumstances like that. Let's, let's talk about that and how that, um, plays a role right now in like, you know, how we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. I think the opposite of empathy is apathy and, so when we find ourselves being apathetic to um, <clears throat> to a place where we begin to stereotype or or be prejudiced towards certain groups of people um, or m- falsely making assumptions about people, mm-hmm. um, I think those are clear symptoms and indicators that apathy has crept in, and we've lost some of our empathy. Um, and it's easy it's easy to happen, right? Um, yeah, some, I mean, sometimes our apathy is birthed out of very valid. Uh, concerns or wounds that we've taken on by trying to um, be in the fight with people and so um, and so it's easy for that to happen but that's a fight that we have to endure to to make sure that we're not becoming apathetic because because that's the mission of of the church right that we are supposed to be going into the world with with the hope for people and um, and and it's hard it's going to be hard for them to see the hope we have if if we don't see their plight yeah, yeah. Listen, I agree with you wholeheartedly. As you're talking, I was like, man, I feel a little convicted because, like, I've I have apathy towards emos. Yeah, we've talked about that before. I know you do. No, I'm in all, in all seriousness. Like, I, I've that's something I struggle with. I, I saw see. you dressed up as an emo. You never have seen me dressed like an emo. I know. It's I Elmo. understand why Jesus <laughs> Elmo. 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 You were dressed up like Elmo. I actually, you know, it's funny. Elmo. Funny note. I actually used. No, I'm serious. I he used, was dressed up as Elmo. Yeah, well, from Sesame Street. I was. I used to. It was a side gig I did. But uh, hold on, hold on. Ready? What now? Hi. No, that's Mickey Mouse. Sorry. Hold yeah. on. Um, <laughs> that tickles. <laughs> See? Wow. That I I used to do Elmo voices and and uh, used to just like Elmo on a side gig. That's how I met Jeremy Ball. <laughs> There's a picture to prove it. It's true. I don't even know what I was talking about before you started talking about Something Elmo about and emos yeah. and look. Yeah. You know, no, I was no Nemo. no I like know I know I'm. Else. It's kind of a joke that we've talked about in the past where like. I have an issue with emos. Um, not really, but kind of. The, but <laughs> no, no, in all in all seriousness, when it comes to like, I, I have that thought. I've had that thought. Like I, I remember, like with seeing people, you know, all dressed in black and black fingernail polished to to not care about like where they've been. Like what are they going through? Like I'm like, eh, like those. I can't help them, and that's horrible. Yeah. You no, you're come like on. That, no, you're like that. Uh, like the disciples, that, sending them away. Like that one <laughs> yeah, podcaster that you had me listen to, where he's like, "Look at this guy over here with all his tattoos. He's probably not a Christian. <laughs> he's just making assumptions about people." 
No, listen. I look. I I I am open about the prejudice that I have with 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 emos. I've I've and it's something I re, I'm, I'm repenting from. Oh, good. Yeah. When are you gonna be done repenting of that? I mean, uh, it just, seems like every episode you bring it up. <laughs> don't want, and it's maybe like they should not just even pick a different color. I'm just saying. Maybe <laughs> just pick a different color. Oh, help me, Lord. Um, no, I. You know, besides whatever Jeremy has said today, um, you know, I think that we can see very clearly, especially in the passage that you all preached uh, last week about the Syrophoenician woman um, and the prejudice seen there, and even just blatant uh, racism. Like it's something that was that was. It, it's not anything new that's just come up in the last hundred years. It's always been. Um, it's always been with us, mm-hmm. um, even sure. when Jesus was around. And um, I think that can, you know, we talked, one of your points last week was about hypocrisy. And um, I think as the church, we've very fairly gotten a bad rap um, for not yes. being able to have empathy mm-hmm. um, because of that. Um, so, I mean, what what is, I, um, besides repenting, I mean, <laughs> Jeremy, gosh. Um, what you know? What is something that we can do to work on that? I mean, um, the other, the other thing that I want to talk about within this is you know how Jesus stepped outside of um, you know he had never been to this town before, um, and you know because of all the things that he had been you know all the miracles he had been doing before you know the word of mouth um, got to these towns, and so like before Jesus can even like you know settle in and rest from his getting there like they're bringing people to him to heal him to heal him and stuff um and i and i thought a lot just earlier while i was trying to like reread through this and stuff um just about how jesus went outside of his hometown and Mm -hmm. the towns that he was ministering and how how that should look for us um as we as we do ministry as we try to you know share the good news of jesus um so i thought a lot about that and then um like um, just how you can get on someone's, um, you know, what it's, I think it's very much needed that we get on people's levels, especially, um, that doesn't mean like, like in an unhealthy or toxic way. I think there's a lot of times yeah. that you can fall into that as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You can kind of, uh, try to do too much, go too far to where it's unhealthy for you. And it becomes more of like a savior complex where you try to save this person and be the Jesus in their life. Um, so I think there is probably a very fine line, especially if that's something you struggle with. But um, let's talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah. So someone, I know we talked a little bit about this last week, so I'm not going to go into that. But someone had posted recently in a family, they said, it was a political post. They said, uh, how can I even begin to care about this other side? Right. Um, uh, and, but it was interesting because I was kind of, I was like thinking about that because I, that's, I think oftentimes the reason why we have an issue, a problem with like empathizing is because we see them so different than us. When I think in reality, even though their, their pain may d- be different, I mean, like I should be able to relate to anybody in the sense that like I've, I've hurt before. I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm, you know, I have much more in common with people than I do, you know, than I, than I don't. And I think if, and I think sometimes that helps. That a good place to start is to listen. And I think when we actually just to, to just listen, we can we can see that we have more in common with people than we think. So yeah, and and I would say even not just listen. Listen's the first step, but then there's like a mental exercise that has to take place. Of you know, like our moms always used to say, like put yourself in their shoes, right? We say that all the time, but we we rarely like 
do the mental work necessary to do it. I just heard your mom say that in my head right? when you said it. Yeah, yeah. it like haunts me. Yeah. And um but but it it takes intentionality to actually yeah. think through that because it's we say that very shallowly and then yeah. and then we don't actually like put ourselves in their shoes or or actually think through the implications of that. But but I mean like sometimes you need to just like take some time to meditate on it. Like imagine what it would be like to be not just not just in their situation, but raised the way they were raised, yeah. or be in the in the circumstances they have that that may or may not be a result of their actions, and then find themselves in the situation. Then how would yeah. you? And I think that's very difficult to do, especially if you um, you know if you have an experience you know childhood trauma like some people have and it's like wired their brain differently um like it's so hard to try Mm -hmm. to understand why people do the things they do or even you know relate to that um so i think it's i think it's mental and it's physical too so jesus shows us um that he physically gets outside of his home um by by this gentile mission trip that he's that he's on that we're preaching through right now um, so he leaves Israel's borders, which was unheard of <clears throat> for the most part. And, um, and so he does that. And so there's a physical sense where we need to go outside of our own routines. We need to go places where we wouldn't normally go if it weren't for the, the mission of the gospel. Um, but then mentally, I think as well, we need to uh, mentally uh, take our minds places um, that aren't just a result of our upbringing and our heritage, but also looking into other people and seeing their plight and seeing their struggle and being empathetic toward it, and then seeing how can we minister in those spaces. Yeah, you know, I was thinking as I was teaching yesterday, I, I was thinking of uh, a story that you had told um, that I thought was uh, interesting because sometimes it's it when people even think, okay, how do I go outside my routine? Like that's so hard because so so much of our life is based off on work, and I got to take my kids here, and I got like it's. It's really hard to break that. And in my brain, I was thinking of that one time. It was a story you had told where, and even if it's not the physical routine, but it's, okay, normally I go to this gas station and I, I see this woman always, but mm-hmm. my routine is just to pay her, take it, and leave. Yeah. Like, even if it's not, the, even if it's the same physical routine, look, look the same people you, you that, that have become nameless right. people, like they're there in front of you often, more, you know, more than you realize. I mean, like the lady at, there's a lady of cheats who I, who I always see and, and, and get to chat with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like kind of looking for opportunities for people that we see all the time, but we just kind of forget that they actually exist. Right. You, the story was you bought someone a candy bar. I'm, yeah, I asked her. I asked her what her favorite candy bar was, yeah. and I I bought a candy bar for the yeah, the, which is fascinating. It's like the how same, long we've known each other. You never clerk. bought me a candy bar oh, for the love. Well, I'm just, Here we go. <laughs> just, just gonna. I have bought you a candy bar. You need you to gave it to me. I'm, so, I'm hurt that you forget. <laughs> so no, here's here's something that you. I think we. It's so fascinating because we. T- I think we talk for a living, um, and <laughs> you have a defective tongue, and I have a speech impediment. Yeah, I had speech therapy too. Yeah. Yeah, so and I, I, w- I was listening. I was like, what, when I heard, so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. When I heard you with your sermon yesterday, I was like, they, like one of them truly had speech therapy, and the other one is just lying, and they're like taking the notes <laughs> no, because no, no, there's no, no way they both had no, speech he, therapy. He's, he, he, you're, you're tongue tied. Yeah. Badly. I am. Yeah. I wish this could be a, like a video right now, so we could like that's 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 hurting him right now. Like it's. Like 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 he, like a popsicle, you would get like stuff all over your nose. Like your tongue comes like barely comes yeah, out. Yeah. It just would just be like, like ice cream. Yeah, you just have to like. You're no. not being very. No, no, listen, no. I, I eat ice cream. You're with making my, fun. I eat an ice cream cone with my teeth. Okay, right. That's just how. With a fork. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my word. No, but like I, I, I was I have I have uh I have a it's a friend it's called a frenula. And mm-hmm. some people get them get them cut off. Yeah, yeah. when they're young, the kids it's usually called have frenulectomy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Both my biological Maddox, kids, yeah. we had to have it like clipped. Yeah, Maddox, Maddox had that happen. Yeah, yeah. It's not too late for you. And when babies have it done, they they like they like the the tongue freedom they have yeah. it, it like fascinates. So them. the only reason I know this, well, the main reason what I know this is because I watch you like what was lick the envelopes. You brought this up. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just saying that I, when I when I honestly when I thought of this man being healed of his speech impediment, mm-hmm. um, I thought to myself, man, that that would be awesome. Like yeah. that would be awesome. Like truly, like I would I would love that. We have a guest. Come in. Oh, it's my kids. It's fine. We'll be out in a second, sweetheart. Well, I want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I like your kids. I don't like. They're pretty good. <laughs> No, I hope they're okay. They're no, it's, they, well, uh, they wouldn't be knocking. They'd be crying if they, if they were that okay. Yelling. <laughs> no, I, you know, rereading this, um, it's a pretty amazing thing, especially if you've ever experienced, you know, I think um, I think you can more relate to it, especially if you're a parent. You know, thankfully, we have so many resources now as parents um, that you can use. Um, I know we used Birth of Three with Benjamin because he had a bit of a speech delay. Yeah. Um, and he was almost three before he um before he said anything other than dad um so you know i think just being able to to read this and especially if you experience it and and especially if you know someone who's deaf um i have a friend um she is much younger than me but she grew up in the same church that i did and um i just remember engaging a lot with her when uh, like we would go to church camp each summer i was like 10 years older than her so i was like you know i helped her a lot like know what was going on and everything because she had the implant um but i i just think about both of those circumstances like just being able to be there whenever jesus did that and how amazing yeah it, it would have um, been it, yeah and, and not only i mean those I, those who are deaf or hearing though, impaired I mean, right this, but like any. but in the first century think about it today, yeah. you yeah. Know, it's like um today you know deafness and hearing impairment is is detrimental already oh, yeah. you know but but in the first century it was i mean you they didn't, you couldn't accomplish yeah. anything yeah and um and so it would have been just impossible for this guy to uh to to function like he needed to yeah and um and yeah for for Christ to set him free is is profound and 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 I I love how Jesus communicates with him like that yeah. was just totally lost on me um mm-hmm. it was something I learned in pre- preparing to preach this is that Jesus communicates with the guy through through like uh archaic sign language um just this like basic you know he puts his fingers in his ear i always thought he was like you know like putting some magic potion in there so i didn't know you know what's what's going on there but he was (laughs) he's communicating to him you know i'm gonna unstop your ears and i'm gonna you're gonna spit out your muteness um and that 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 just shows a level of empathy that's that's really powerful i think jesus uh, taking someone aside and speaking in sign language because I I have a uh, I have a brother-in-law who's deaf and I I know that how hard it is for me to try to learn yeah. sign language, um, like we always try to add a few words to our sign language vocabulary um, at different you know family gatherings and whatnot and when I try to add those in it's I'm always like getting getting my hands in the wrong place and yeah, doing it, to make sure doing it incorrectly it and things it's always really difficult. So I I remember um, and I know that you know him. Um, there was um, a guy who worked at a um, 
grocery store in Hamlin, mm-hmm. Chase. Yeah. Um, and I always tried to learn something new yeah. just so that I could communicate with him because right. I knew yeah. that so many people like mm-hmm. couldn't or wouldn't, you yeah. know. Right. Um, and so it was really fun because when Benjamin was young, when um, he learned a lot of signs through mm-hmm. birth of three. So um, we would, um, I would, you know, teach Benjamin to say thank you yeah. um, to him. Just, um, you yeah. know, but. But there's so many people in our society, not just not just people with with certain disabilities, but like that just go marginalized or overlooked. And, yeah. um, you know, whether it's whether it's the the lady at the cash register, you know, who, who may be having a, a horrible week um, yeah. that you can buy a candy bar for Jeremy or um, <laughs> or, the you know, the the emotionally bundled friend who just <clears throat> or know. that or, um, <laughs> you know, the guy working at the grocery store yeah. or, you know, the guy sitting on the street corner. And um, I think I think just taking time to open our eyes and look around um, helps us to be like Jesus and, and carry out his mission. That's true. 100 percent. That's good. Mic drop. We're done. All right. Okay. Any other thoughts, Jeremy? None nope. that are All serious. Right. Great. Yeah. Okay. None that are serious. Well, yeah. we're going to wrap he it up. He has lots of thoughts. I have lots of jokes, we're but gonna, I've kept them all in. We're going to wrap oh. this podcast, and I'm going to say thanks for listening. Oh.